as I'm on the edge of whatever it is I feel God's nudging me to do, I either pray madly for prayers for faith and obedience as I move forward with God, or I rely on my prayers for help and forgiveness as I run for home and comfort and the lazy boy and all things familiar. You can build the heart of a lion with a strong mind and spirit, because a lion's natural state is one of safety through courage, strength, and power. Hi, I'm the shepherd and pastor, Dr. Matt Hook. And I'm the shrink, Dr. Marty Fletcher. This is the show where theology meets psychology, or mental health meets spirituality. Welcome to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. Before we start the show, I have something to share with you. If you or someone close to you is suffering from a sense of anxiety or loneliness, the truth is anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness affecting 40 million adults in the United States every year alone. And according to a recent study, more than 60% of Americans report feeling lonely, left out, poorly understood, and lacking companionship. This matters a lot because loneliness is stressful enough to raise all-cause mortality by up to 30%. So, I've written a free guide with 10 ways you can start to overcome anxiety and defeat your loneliness. Don't wait on positive emotions. Learn how to create them for yourself starting right now. You can grab the guide by heading over to drmartinfletcher.com. That's doctor spelled drmartinfletcher.com. Hello, this is the Shepherd, Matt Hook of The Shepherd and the Shrink, and I get to do a show without Marty right now. And I wanted simply to introduce myself. I grew up in a suburb of Detroit and had a terrific family. I'm third out of four kids and had a terrific mom and dad and kind of grew up inside this bubble, or you guess you could say a comfort zone. And there was plenty of challenges, but I, what I wanted to share with you is a little bit about me. The fact is, I have this confession, I like comfort zones. And somebody once challenged me, are you attempting anything beyond what you know you can do? Because if you're attempting something that will fail unless God comes through, that's when you give God room to work in your life. That's happened to me numerous times, getting courage enough to ask someone out, getting courage enough to try something new, to get courage enough to go to grad school, courage enough to go overseas on short-term missions, all kinds of stuff. Courage enough to open up your home. We've, My wife and I have had 10 children from third world countries come and live with us anywhere from two to six months and they come up for life-threatening surgeries and we are their host families. That's been probably one of the biggest times where I feel like I've lived outside my comfort zone. It's been an amazing thing and I'm going to talk about it more in a future episode. But the fact is I like comfort zones. When I move beyond my comfort zone, then I'm faced with this choice and it's kind of a spiritual choice really. Marty might say there's a psychology to it. But this choice that I would say is to keep going with God, keep going with Jesus, or get back in the lazy boy. And I want to follow God. I want to follow Jesus. But I only want to go so far beyond the lazy boy so that 
I'm still within my comfort zone. And there comes a point where you're moving forward in some area of your life. And if you take one more step, you're going to be outside your comfort zone. Now, the thing that happens to me sometimes is I get to the edge of my comfort zone. Maybe it's confronting somebody. Maybe it's a conflict that I need to deal with that I've put off because I don't want to get outside my comfort zone. I get up to the moment and then I run back to my lazy boy. So as I'm on the edge of whatever it is I feel God's nudging me to do, I either pray madly for prayers for faith and obedience as I move forward with God, or I rely on my prayers for help and forgiveness as I run for home and comfort and the lazy boy and all things familiar. I experience God beyond what I've known of him before by going outside my comfort zone, or I repeat last year. I don't know where you are in your life, but if you're dealing with challenges, if you're dealing with anything, Marty specializes in anxiety, depression, maybe it's family systems that are really tough on you. Maybe it's an out of control schedule and you want to get beyond your comfort zone. It is my hope that we could talk about that today. And I don't know about you, but I am getting sick and tired of repeating last year. Now, I know this is a crazy year because I'm recording this in 2020 when there's so much going on. But the fact is, I get sick of my lazy boy. That's my life, not doing anything too brave, not doing anything too new, not building new relationships, not wanting to mess up my schedule to be able to spend more time with God or more time on a project or to learn something new. But the truth is, I want to get closer to Christ. I want to get closer to other people, closer to really fully relying on God, closer to the adventure that I believe God has in store for me. And I want to grow as a person. I want to grow in love with God. I want to love people. I want to serve the world. But the thing is, wherever you are, I bet you can relate. Truth is, though, the people who I most admire deal with comfort zones all the time. And as you think about the implications for parenting, for family decision-making, for literally how to live. I have some examples of comfort zones. One time years ago, I was wrestling with if God calls me to the inner city as a pastor and sharing that with my wife, she said, even if we're in a really rough neighborhood, God will take care of us. And it just made me love her that much more. One of the big things beyond our comfort zone that any parent with a kid heading to kindergarten knows is how you follow the bus if you put them on a bus. And handing your kid over to the school is definitely out of a young parent's comfort zone. I have two daughters, and they spent the summer working in Binghampton and Orange Mound neighborhoods of Memphis up on a roof leading teams for several months out of the summer. And these are underserved neighborhoods in the city of Memphis. And that was outside my comfort zone for them to go do that during their college summers. And then it was outside our comfort zone, especially the first time when we hosted a two-year-old from Guyana and your mind races and you wonder what diseases that somebody would have. It's really pretty crazy to think about it, but it's also 
was beyond our comfort zone to think about having this little two-year-old come all by yourself. You end up with this healing the children program, picking them up in baggage claim from an off-duty flight attendant and bringing them home and getting them to their first doctor's appointment for whatever it is that they have. Our first little girl was born with her bladder on the outside of her body. And opening our home to others to stay was beyond our comfort zone. But all of these things have been incredibly encouraging for me, literally encouraging. You know, we want all these things for our kids. We want them to live a great life. Let's face it, for our own lives, we want to be strong and courageous. We want to be bold and vibrant. I want to be compassionate. I want to be full of humility. I want to be a good human. And I know that's what the world needs. But here's the deal. To be a good human, you need to get beyond your comfort zone. And the Bible, the scripture is clear about how we get those things. And it's through trial. It's through hardship. It's through relying on God in our weakness. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, that's why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You know, a lot of us have had a hard time buying into God's version of what it would look like to be a fully devoted Christ follower, because we have to get out of the armchair in order to go with Jesus. We just want God most of the time, just to bless us right where we are. We want God to follow us. But in scripture and in our lives, God does his best work when we are uncomfortable and we're following him. You know, there's a, a really good book called Spiritual Parenting, and it lists signs that our children are not living beyond their comfort zone. And if you have kids, fine. If you don't, think of yourself all the better, with or without kids. Things that kids are dealing with right now, laziness, ingratitude, lack of motivation, a critical spirit, <laughs> gluttony, and then one that every parent loves, the old eye roll. You know, these aren't just for kids, are they? When you see these things in yourself, when I see laziness in myself, when I think nobody appreciates me and then I start feeling ungrateful toward everybody else, when I deal with a lack of motivation or a critical spirit toward my wife or toward coworkers, Maybe it's gluttony or sloth, and there's plenty of eye rolls going around these days. These aren't just for kids. I see these in myself. Maybe you see some of these things in yourself, and these are signs that are glaring at us that say, maybe it's time to get outside your comfort zone. Discomfort is a part of the road toward maturity beyond our comfort zones, while everything I do, I realize I tend to create this comfort zone in my house. It's interesting, though, when you're the one cleaning the house while they're sitting on the couch, like kids sometimes do, asking for a glass of water. When you're holding dinner for the last six minutes of a TV show that they're watching, what does that tell them? Maybe it's time to make a little less comfortable ways at your home if you're a parent with kids. This may be beyond your comfort zone in parenting because your kids will call you mean, but it's probably exactly what they need. The truth is when I'm living beyond my comfort zone, which usually means some challenges, some trials, maybe persecution, maybe people mocking or making fun of me, or life being up feeling out of control, that's when I most cling to Jesus in the midst of it. And that's when he says that we're blessed. When I've cried out to God, those are the times when I've grown the most. 
one time we had a little boy who actually was here for major surgery and the surgery did not go well. And in the recovery room, he did not make it. He was a one-year-old from El Salvador and he was from an orphanage. And my kids were in elementary school at the time. And it was the hardest thing in the world after taking care of him for a couple of weeks to have to sit my kids down and say he did not make it. Talk about beyond your comfort zone. I was praying madly for God to give me the words. You know, beyond the comfort zone is just how Jesus led his followers. Listen to some of the descriptions. In Matthew 10, 16, Jesus is speaking to them and sending his disciples out. And he says, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents, be innocent as doves. In Matthew 5, he says, when they hate you and insult you, you're being blessed. Go figure that one. There's truth to it, but on the surface, it sure sounds strange. Luke chapter 6, verse 27, Jesus is saying, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Talk about a game changer. Talk about a world changer. We could use that today more than ever. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, he or she must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. The cross wasn't a piece of jewelry back then. It was a Roman torture instrument for the lowest of the criminals. John 16, 2, Jesus is telling his followers, they're going to put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think that he is offering a service to God. Jesus knew the strength and the faith of the disciples, and he wanted to strengthen that faith in order to send them out beyond their comfort zones, to be servants, even to be martyrs, to accomplish what God gave them to do, that they would pass on their faith, that they would change the world. And we know that they succeeded. We know that his earliest followers who were sent beyond anywhere that they had grown up succeeded. How do we know that? Because nearly 2,000 years later, I'm sitting here and you're listening here as testimonies to their faith as it got passed on to other people, to other people, to other people, and eventually to us. You know, when it comes to the truth, which everybody's talking about these days with the news and fake news and what's the real truth, we've got to talk about comfort zones. Because the truth is, everything I truly want to be as a good human in life is outside my comfort zone. Here's something that's kind of a twist that you may never have heard before. If you're ready to get outside your comfort zone, what if, what if getting outside your comfort zone means in reality, allowing God inside the comfort zone that you've set up? When you allow God and say, Lord, come into my life in a deeper way, chances are you're opening up your comfort zone for him to make his home there. And he's not going to keep you comfortable for that long. He'll give you peace, but that peace is going to come with change and with stretching yourself comfort zone wise. The interesting thing is when you let him in and when you're ready to step beyond your comfort zone, you don't have to see everything. You just have to see Christ. Because when the Holy Spirit reveals truth to you, he's not leading you to an encounter with God. That is the encounter with God. My question is, has God's spirit been speaking to you this year so far? Maybe it's when our schedules got wiped out last spring. Maybe it's tuning into a podcast named The Shepherd and the Shrink. 
corny as that is, it could be God's spirit speaking to you. If so, realize that when you got that nudge, that was an encounter with the living God, theologically speaking. And a lot of people are on this journey to find God, but God is not the destination. He's the way, the way of traveling. We need Christ because the Holy Spirit knows what God is ready to do in my life. The Holy Spirit reveals truth. And remember, truth is not just a concept to be studied. Truth is a person. As a Christian worldview, somebody holding a Christian worldview, we claim Jesus when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When God gives you eternal life, what he's really given you is himself. And you know, there's times in life when we need someone to say to us, take courage, take heart, especially these days. Courage isn't necessarily relegated to a military battlefield. It can be a family dealing with terminal cancer. Courage is a single mother struggling to raise her family. Courage is a widower choosing to go on and not just to close in on himself. Courage is a child of divorce struggling with his self-image or doing school at home when both parents are working. Courage is choosing purity over promiscuity. Courage might mean having to blow a whistle on something that's wrong or immoral going on in a company. Courage is a mother facing a difficult surgery. At one time or another, we all need to hear God say, take courage. And chances are some of you need to hear it today. There's a few reasons why we can take courage. It's not just buck up and stick your chest out and go forward. There's truth behind it in the Christian worldview. We can take courage in whatever our needs are because God himself is with us. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, God's speaking to Joshua, who has to lead the massive people group of the Hebrews across a river into a land that is not their own. And God is saying to Joshua, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and don't be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The truth is we can take courage because we aren't facing our challenges alone. God, the creator of the universe, the all-powerful one, is right here with us. He is as close as our next breath. He's not far off and uninvolved like we kind of have this picture in our mind. The fact is, if you're living outside your comfort zone, God is with you. Another reason we can have courage is because Jesus himself said, I have overcome the world. He told his disciples that he was saying these things to them, that in me, Jesus says, in me, you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but take heart. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. You know, we shouldn't be surprised by trouble. Jesus said it. He said, you're going to face it. He said, count it joy when you face various trials. For the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full and perfect effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. He didn't say when, if you have trials. He said when you have trials because they're going to come. Jesus also said that he's overcome the world for us, for those that he's redeemed. Another reason we can have courage is because in the book of Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 35, we see in these beautiful words, nothing can separate us from God's love. Not, not anything. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? 
I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus when he's our Lord. No matter what we're going through, no matter how many times we've run back to the lazy boy on the edge of our comfort zone, no matter what we've done, and if he loves us like that, we can take heart that he's going to protect us, provide for us, guide us, help us in life and in death. Nothing in all creation can separate us from his love. Whether we lose our jobs or our homes or our health or even our minds, Jesus will hold us in his love and never let us go. So take courage. You know, we can take courage because God himself will strengthen us. Isaiah chapter 12, that's a prophet that spoke to the people for God, said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he's become my salvation in Isaiah 12 too. We don't have to somehow summon up strength from within ourselves alone. So when we get outside our comfort zones, when you can get outside your comfort zone and allow God into your comfort zone, God himself will strengthen us. I guess the way I would wrap up today is to ask, won't you go beyond your comfort zone this week? Won't you allow God in? There's got to be something that is outside your comfort zone that you've been putting off and putting off. Maybe it's fixing something at home because that is beyond your comfort zone. Maybe it's picking up the phone and calling a family member you haven't talked to in way too long. Maybe something outside your comfort zone would be to find your way to some kind of Christian community or church where you may or may not know anybody. Won't you go beyond your comfort zone? Maybe it's applying for another job. Maybe beyond your comfort zone is talking to that person that interests you. Maybe beyond your comfort zone is putting yourself out there a little bit making a new friendship. Maybe beyond your comfort zone is putting away your devices consistently. In the midst of all of this, I guess I would just ask, won't you go beyond your comfort zone and allow God in? One more verse. I know I've thrown a lot at you, but consider Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Paul is writing to the Christ followers in Philippi. That's why it's called Philippians. You can still visit Philippi today. And he writes this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There is so much good theology, good psychology in thinking about our comfort zones and how much good we can discover when we get beyond them. Won't you pray with me? Lord, I thank you that you provide comfort for us wherever we are, because you are our source of comfort. You are peace. Jesus, you are joy and love. And you have said, be strong and courageous, because you said you will never leave us nor forsake us. But God, sometimes we feel like you leave us alone because we don't ever try anything that will fail without you. So we run back to our lazy boys. We run back to our habits. We run back to all of our fixes, whatever that is for us. And we ask forgiveness, which you offer. 
but we never get any further. Help us, God, as we move forward to challenge our comfort zones and to take one more step beyond in such a way that we will see you with our own eyes and we will experience the newness of following you in this way. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Shepherd and the Shrink podcast. You can check out the show notes from this episode, get free resources, discover more about our work, and all the ways to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the show. Head over to drmartinfletcher.com.